The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Tech Intelligence Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're doing a technical deep dive into one of the most powerful and underutilized data sources for B2B marketers, technology intelligence. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that discusses how you can understand, identify, and reach your customers based on the software that they use to run their business. With us today is Elizabeth Chalosky, who is the CEO of HG Insights, which is a sponsor of the MarTech podcast and a platform that uses advanced data science methodologies to process billions of unstructured digital documents to produce the world's best technology installation information, IT spend, and contract intelligence to accelerate their sales, marketing, and strategy efforts. Okay, here's the first installment of Technology Intelligence Week, where Elizabeth and I discuss what is technology intelligence and why does it matter for B2B brands. Elizabeth, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you, Ben. Very excited to have you here. You came on an episode of our Career Day segment. We talked a lot about your career working in government, in technology, building systems. And now we're going to get into a little bit about the company that you run. Tell us a little bit about HG Insights, and more importantly, tell us a little bit about the industry that you work in. What is HG Insights, and what is technology intelligence? So HG Insights, we're based in Santa Barbara. We're about 80 people, and we've been producing information about a company's technology for a little over nine years now. So what we do is we can tell you for any company in the world, basically, what their technology profile is. And as you mentioned, it's technology installations, and that's hardware and software. It's technology spend and the contracts that come and go about that. That gets sold into companies that are trying to market their products, their technical products, to any company in the world. So our markets are in the sales and marketing automation space and also the market planning and market analysis space. Okay, so I have some questions about how what you do is possible. You understand what hardware and software a brand uses. What laptop am I using? I'm just kidding. I was just <laughs> in the process of looking up your company and I would have been able to tell you. Well, that's amazing, but also interesting to hear about how that's actually possible 
Tell me about the technology behind technology intelligence. How do you know what software services and hardware a brand uses? So at the core, we're a big data company. Let me describe the process. At the beginning of the month, we start with over 13 billion unstructured digital documents. And over the course of the month, we process those documents through machine learning, natural language processing, rule-based algorithms, and some AI techniques to, at the end of the month, determine the company, the technology, and then we model also spend over that and the contracts that they have. And we do that, and you can imagine, take a case study, that's an easy one on a website. You can easily get a customer and the technology they're using, but there's much deeper information in that multitude of documents that we have. Companies post job descriptions and job postings. People have their resumes out there. That's a rich source. There's contracts that have to be posted throughout the world for different kinds of technology spend. And then there's just a wealth of information throughout the internet. All that is a very sophisticated process of big data and data mining and analysis to get to the usable information that we then give to our clients. So whether it's documents published for public consumption, whether it is some sort of a signature used on a contract, or there's other signals that will inform you that are unstructured that you're able to comb through and use machine learning to get a sense of what each individual brands are using from a technology perspective. This is, as you said, a big data play. So talk to me about why tech intelligence is important. Why does this matter to marketing teams? I'll just say it's not just marketing teams. It's what we're seeing is throughout the organization, almost every functional group in a company these days needs technology intelligence. It's important because at the heart, every company is a technology company now. You think about Coca-Cola, and we wouldn't normally think of them as a technology company, but if you're Cisco, they're a technology company to you, and they're using a huge number of different products. And it's extremely beneficial to Cisco to know what Coca-Cola is using and what competitive products they're using. It's important to know that information because you need to know market sizing. We can help with that. You need to know what your ideal customer looks like. You need to know that. The sales teams need to know what their territories look like and how big they are. You need to prioritize your leads. You can do very sophisticated prioritization with technology intelligence. And you can just have a much richer conversation with a prospect when you know their profile. I think one of the things that's interesting to me about technology intelligence, obviously, if you're Cisco, you're a big B2B enterprise brand, it is very important to know what tech stack somebody has because you want to go and understand what you can and cannot sell them. I think the other thing that technology intelligence is great for is understanding the technological sophistication of the person or company that you're talking to. If someone is using MailChimp, a sponsor of the MarTech podcast, and Squarespace for their web hosting and GoDaddy, these are all products that I use here for the MarTech podcast, then you have a pretty good signal that this is a small to medium-sized business, probably a sole proprietor. If somebody is using Salesforce and Marketo and Adobe and larger ticket items, you have a good signal that it's an enterprise company, probably more decision makers. One of the questions for me is there is the idea of understanding technology intelligence. 
How and why did HG Insights get into this business and to decide to develop the technology to understand other brands' technology? So the market need has been there in a nascent form for many, many years. 20 years ago, people still wanted to know kind of where an IBM mainframe was installed. But the way that you got that information 20, 25 years ago is you had an army of people that were calling into companies worldwide saying, hey, can you tell me what kind of mainframe you use? We can imagine at the scale we're at today with technology, that kind of manual calling person to person data gathering just doesn't work anymore. So our founder, Craig Harris, actually looked at the problem and determined that you could assess the same kind of information by looking at the, as you called it, the signals that get left behind by companies. They are many forms I mentioned before. And he started experimenting with how you could, with very, very high accuracy, pull the information out of the freeform documents to get the same kind of information that was previously just done on a person-to-person basis. So the form, because the need was there, and then the idea really came from Craig and how he knew that we could mine freeform documents. So essentially, the need to understand the tech stack of a business is something that's not new. Even probably going back to the pre-internet days, you had to figure out who use which dishwasher if you're a dishwasher repairman to be able to understand what your addressable market is. Now with everything being digitized, right, then the internet revolution or whatever we want to call it, we have the ability to process large amounts of data and be able to understand at scale what technology people are using. Talk to me about why what HG Insights does is special. I'm assuming that there are other people that are doing technology intelligence. What separates HG Insights and your approach in terms of the data collection, analysis, and also what the end output is? It's easy to get a very lightweight view and a very external view of what a company might use. Websites are public, and there are some products that you can look at a website and tell right away that they're using, for example, you know, Zora product that is doing e-commerce processing. There's generally some sort of pixel or HTML on the website that you can tell. That's a small fraction of the kind of technology intelligence that we provide. Obviously, hardware is completely masked from that, and the vast majority of software products are also not exhibited on the web. So we're different from most other providers in that we go behind the firewall with all these documents and can really tell the internals of a company from how we're processing the document. And you can say, okay, so why can't other companies do that? We've built up over a long time, over nine years, the ability to understand which documents are most important. So we've got a corpus and, and basically prioritization of sets of information that are more important than others. But even more than that, the kind of intellectual property that we have around the rule-based learning and AI and natural language processing that we use to get to the set of information that we sell at the end of each month has been developed over nine years. And that's really hard to duplicate very quickly. It's very sophisticated. And then lastly, I'll say is we have developed it over nine years and we've got a longitudinal view that is just not in existence anywhere anymore because those documents aren't around forever. But we've got the sets of information that we can show technology changes over time, say, at a company 
or in a seg market segment. That's really hard to duplicate, if not impossible, because the raw materials aren't there anymore. So one of the things whenever we're talking about a big data science platform, and when you're analyzing billions of pieces of data that I get concerned about, and I've done projects where we're looking at large volumes of details, working at eBay and e-commerce, doing lead generation as a consultant. And one of the things that I always am concerned about when I hear, hey, we've got this really rich piece of AI and machine learning is I understand the process. I understand that, you know, machines have the ability to consume large amounts of data. And most of the time that leads to accuracy in theory, but not always in reality. How do you ensure that the data that you're processing at HG Insights when you're looking at 13 billion pieces of data on a regular basis is actually accurate when you're selling that data to a consumer? That is a big concern at HG Insights. So we pride ourselves on when we send our data and the applications out to our customers that they are high accuracy beyond what anybody else can produce. So we start with people that know data science. So we've got data analysts on staff that really understand the right way of applying an AI technique or natural language processing or machine learning and work every single month to improve those kind of algorithms that we're using. So that's one side of it. The other is that we put a lot of effort into validating the information that we have that's the core of what we give to our customers. We have a team and we use offshore resources in India to validate every single month the subset of what we're giving out. So they will take a subset and look at what we're saying about a company and then use research techniques. And it can involve actually contacting the company to make sure that we've got the right match of information. So we spend a lot of resources and a lot of effort and focus on that process. I think the big thing that is my takeaway here is that with data science becoming more sophisticated, the ability to process an incredible amount of data across very broad sources is possible now. And that leads to lots of results that can be very finite, but actually using human interaction is still a very important part of the process to make sure that you're actually delivering quality data, something that HG Insights does well. I've worked as a marketing consultant independently for about four years, and one of the most common projects that I work on with B2B brands is doing lead generation. And the hardest part about doing accurate lead generation is understanding what the data sources you have at your disposal. And it's one of the reasons why I'm so excited to talk to you more about HG Insights, about technology intelligence, is not only understanding how technology intelligence can be used for lead generation, but some of the other ways it can be used and applied on a regular basis. So that's what we're going to get into for the rest of the week is talking about what are some of the practical applications of technology intelligence, how customers are using it, how they're building it into their operations, and also a little bit about the future of technology intelligence. Elizabeth, we've got a lot of ground to cover. Thanks for being our guest today. Thank you very much, Ben. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Elizabeth Chalosky for joining us. If you'd like to hear more about Elizabeth's insights into how to use technology intelligence, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we discuss what questions technology intelligence customers have. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Elizabeth, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can also find a link to HG Insights LinkedIn profile as well. 
You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is echaloski, E-C-H-O-L-A-W-S-K-Y. Or you could visit her company's website, which is hginsights.com. Just one link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can also reach out on social media. Our handle is MartechPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly using the handle Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. If you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to part two of our conversation with Elizabeth Chalosky from HG Insights, we're going to publish an episode every day during the week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.